0: Welcome to the Be That Healing Girl podcast, and this episode is all about anxious and avoidant attachments in relationship, (laughs) insert evil laugh, because I know the struggle bus of this one, and in this episode, we're going to look at what to do if you're in that tug of war and how to move yourself into a secure relationship if it's the right fit. So it's going to be a juicy one, you know, get your cozy blanket or get your hot hot girl walk going, words are hard, and let's do it. And I'm also going to go over a tip of what my husband and I did to heal. I mean, this, we, do, we did this early on in our relationship, and honestly, we still do it today. And if you're new here, I'm your host, Claire. Welcome, welcome. And if you didn't know, I'm obsessed with you and helping you in your relationship journey to be less anxious and go from unsure and secure. So if you're a high-achieving girly that is just slaying it except for your relationship, you're in the right place, honey. So let's dive in. I want to start with the time I really knew, and I actually didn't know, but I, I knew that we were in a pivotal point in our relationship. And I don't even remember what led up to it, but I do remember how I felt and it was not good. It was, it was effed up. And basically from what I recall, and honestly, I should really have Craig on here. Y'all let me know, send me a, A DM on Instagram of should Craig do an episode with me I really want him to but you know maybe he needs to see the proof so I remember that it was very early on in our relationship because we met around Memorial Day and it was summertime because I remember wearing a hat and anyway I was out and about with my friends and I thought in my mind that he was out with his dad and his brother And we never really talked about it, but I I just assumed because we were kind of long distance at that time. Well, not even at that time. We were were long distance-ish for two years when we first started dating, essentially until we moved in together. So it was a long time where we weekends were kind of our deal. And so I made this assumption that he was going to go hang with his dad and his brother and then after he was going to come hang out with me. And we just, the communication, we were missing marks. We were not, we were not on the same page. And as the night progressed, I was like waiting to hear from him. I didn't really hear from him. And basically around, it was getting late. It was 1030 or something like that. I, we, we connected and basically we got in a huge fight because I made an assumption that he was going to come see me. And he just assumed because he was hanging out with his, with his brother and his dad that he wasn't, but we just never really talked about it. And I also just want to say that basically the essence of what happened was plans changed. And if you struggle with anxious attachment, you know, I know, you know, it's like, (gasps) it's so intense when the plans changed. Okay. so. Now looking back with a secure touch and I'm like, oh, like that's no big deal. Like accidents happen and miscommunication happens. But in that moment, I was, I was really clear, like this is it. This is, this is the end of the world. And I was pissed, but I also wanted to see him and it just, it exploded. And I think this was on a Friday night. We, he, we didn't talk for all of Saturday. So if you know, you know, Saturday was hell on earth. And then finally we talked on Sunday and it just was, it was a hot mess express of me going through all the emotions of feeling abandoned, feeling, feeling like I was at the mercy of him and how could he do this to me? I, I totally get it. And we made it through it. And that, but essentially that was really, I'm just giving you one example. Honestly, this happened at least once a month where there'd be some kind of mis- miscommunication. I would like w- want to be on him and move towards him and lean in on him. And he just was not having it. He was, ew, list, no. So that was the battle. And I just want to reassure you because I'm sure you follow me on Instagram or TikTok. If you don't, like, what are we doing? But um, I know that we are in a secure relationship and It's all fun and games on the internet, but the reality, we started off not in a good place, and it took us a long time to get into a place where we're now secure, and I also just want to say this. Your attachment style and how you are with a person and how you're in relationship and by the way, I have another episode, the previous one, about, like, why you get anxious in a relationship. This goes really deep. And I also just want to, like, move the veil, remove the veil of, of what Instagram versus reality. The reality is these wounds go really deep at the root of attachment styles. And Craig and I still have some anxious and avoidant tendencies, but we have better tools – I'll say that again – We have better tools. We have more awareness. We have more tools. And we are willing. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. You just have to roll up your sleeves and do the work. Okay? So I just say that with so much love. I also just want to say, like, we're not perfect. All right? I'll be the first. Craig will be the 1st we I'll be the first to say that we are not perfect. But again, it's about having better tools, about being willing to do the work, and having the awarenesses around your patterns. All right? So... This is I'm going to give you four things that we did as a couple to navigate the anxious and avoidant attachment styles in relationship, all right? So, number 1, we both stretched. All right? And just like in a yoga class, you we're going to you're going to feel discomfort if you've never stretched before. In fact, I loved hearing this. I didn't love hearing this. When I would hear this, in my yoga classes people would my friends would come up to me like oh i'm gonna come i'm gonna come to yoga but i have to stretch first i would be like what are you talking about the whole point of going to yoga is to stretch but when in yoga it okay so as a teacher you tell students to stretch your hamstrings and when i say that really what i mean by that as any yoga teacher would say is that you're going to feel discomfort Right Now, that doesn't mean to rip your hamstring out of its socket. Like That's not healthy or out of its attachment. That's not healthy. But you do want to feel a stretch. And that edge of being in discomfort, not pain, being in discomfort was what made us successful, hands down. That we both stretched. We both were willing to dance with our discomfort and be in our discomfort. So that meant he had to learn how to be okay with intimacy and I had to be o- learn to be okay with some space. And that was both uncomfortable for both of us. So, and by the way, whether, don't get attached to, oh, well, I'm doing all this work. By the way, if like that is what you say, and I say this with so much love because I have many TikToks and many Instagram reels about this, but That mindset, that why do I have to do all the work? I love you, but that is not serving you. That is crusty, dusty. That mindset, I love you, but this may not be the page for you. (laughs) All right? Because that mindset isn't going to serve you. So I just go into, okay, if whether he was stretching, the benefit of me doing my stretching was it didn't really matter if he was going to do it or not. I mean, he did do it because that... I wouldn't be with somebody who wasn't going to stretch with me, but it required both of us to stretch and to be in the discomfort of learning to to do things differently than what we did before, okay? So that was step one. The next thing, which is really important, is that we had an understanding of respect, all right? What I mean by that is, of course, we, in some ways, when I, I'll just say this, when I was immature with my thinking- I wanted him to change. And when I look back at what actually made us stronger and what pulled us together was that I respected the fact that he needed distance. I respected it. And I of course I wanted to be closer, but I didn't I didn't force him to change. That was just how he was. And he also respected that I wanted more intimacy, that I wanted to be closer, right? And so it wasn't that both of us changed overnight or that we didn't have self-respect because in, in respecting each other, that is a reflection of how we respect ourselves, right? So in my respect of him... I respected that he needed distance. I also had a healthy level of self-respect that I could have really drawn a line if it was unhealthy where okay, this distance is too much. Like this is is this going to work out? Because I I respect and love myself enough to know that I'm not just going to make you happy or quote unquote be okay with this distance when I'm actually not so it is respect for each other I respected his need for space but I also respected myself and that did mean in this self-respect that I had to be in conversation with myself of of bolstering and strengthening my self-trust in my boundaries and in my standards all right and that's literally a whole podcast episode but we'll we'll, we'll, if you want to hear about that just message me so number one we stretched we were okay in the discomfort number two we had a healthy amount of respect for each other and ourselves number three communication i mean that's a no-brainer right but it also i feel we need to talk about that because we were not perfect in our communication and that I mean, we're still growing and evolving with our communication, and one thing that we did in our up level of communication is we would take responsibility. I would take responsibility for my feelings, and and communicate them like that. So I would uh, basically it's taking out the you language, right? Where you don't text me and you don't da 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 da. That language is only gonna create more divisiveness it's only going to make that other person be grossed out because it's very defensive it's it's offensive because you're you're pointing the finger at them and that makes them defensive so you language is just not good (laughs) believe me and when you can start language with I feel this way and in fact I was watching a movie the other day and they were using this kind of therapeutic language but what's also important behind this is taking responsibility for your feelings, but also the energy behind it. It goes back to it's not just what, what you say, it is how you say it. So there has to be a level of felt self-responsibility while you communicate that, again, we had to really grow in this way that we talk to each other. In fact, just yesterday or this weekend, we had a huge just like miscommunication around he wanted to take me out on a a day date and we were going to do this fun stuff and his job ran over. And when we were talking about it and debriefing and communicating about how he was so sorry and I was disappointed. In fact, I look back and I'm like, damn, that was, mm, it was, it was hot and I was so proud of both of us. But I will tell you, that took us time. That took us a lot of time to own up, for him to apologize, for him to take ownership, for me to feel empathy with him. And just without even going through all the steps, it really took time. And so be gentle with yourself. I know because in the past, I'm talking not even seven years ago, I'm talking a year ago, I would have would have been butthurt. Would have tried to take it out on him, punish him. And, and I'm saying this because I'm just calling myself out. Because if you feel like you're not in that position, these are all just skills and tools that you get practice with. So third thing we did to get us closer and more secure in relationship was communication. The fourth thing was all around vulnerability. And again, this goes down to the root of what's really going on with attachment styles. And both of us have had to learn. I specifically, I can only talk from my experience, but it has been a journey to really understand just how much I was protecting myself and staying invulnerable, which really created more separation for he and I, which just made our ability to connect harder uh so my own personal journey around learning vulnerability, in fact, here's I'll give you the, the secret insider scoop. It is super vulnerable for me to mess up on these podcasts when I just don't say things right or I say the word like, I am very conscious of that, but I wanna show you through these podcasts, they're gonna be very minimally edited. Because that is my edge. That is my growth here. And I want to show through example that we can be powerful in our imperfection. I'll say that again. Write this one down. We can be powerful in our imperfection. And if you are a high-achieving girly, like I know some of you are, and you're in these relationships where you have all this expectation and you want it to work and you're doing the work... I know that being vulnerable is something that you're probably struggling with because I used to struggle with that. So I want this podcast to be edited the least amount because I want to show you that your power actually is through your imperfection. And when we can show up imperfectly and vulnerably in relationship, my God, you will open yourself up to so much love. I, can't, I could get emotional in fact, I am getting emotional thinking about the moment that I let this facade drop, that I had to get it right, that I had to be perfect, that I couldn't I couldn't show up in a messy way, that truly when I learned to accept that deeply, it was literally I can just see how my relationship changed. So allowing yourself to be vulnerable, to up level your emotional intelligence, because I'll tell you something. When you want somebody to be emotionally available and have emotional intelligence, that all starts with you. I, I That's literally another topic. But our availability to our emotions and our emotional intelligence dictates what we attract. So it starts with the vulnerability, the, the understanding, the allowing, and the feeling of emotions. That is the bedrock of emotional intelligence. So I can just track. I can trace back. All of these four things to be willing to stretch, to respect my partner, to communicate, to be vulnerable with him and myself, all of those absolutely 100% contributed to being secure and creating a safe relationship where he's my best friend because I'm my best friend. I love myself. And I know that you can have that too. So I want to give you that little bonus tip on what you can actually do with your partner. And a P.S., if you don't have a partner, you can do this with yourself. And that tip is to have a date night. Now, if you're in a relationship, I mean, every week, every week Craig and I absolutely had date night. We still do. We have a date night where we are undistracted we don't look at our phones we drop in we look at each other in the eyes we we share what's on our hearts we just give undivided attention all right it doesn't have to be at a restaurant we literally can do this we do this at home sometimes on wednesday nights that's actually our nights to do our spiritual work to drop in together and if you don't have a partner drop in and date yourself date yourself For real, drop in, be present, give yourself the undivided attention. And if I were to ask you, seriously, seriously, are you dropping in, giving undivided attention? No phone, no friends, no TV, no podcast, all right? And you are giving undivided attention to yourself and you're not doing that? Ooh, girl, I love you but we got to work on that. Okay. P.S. I do date moments daily with myself. My morning ritual is like rock solid. I spend time with myself and I can see with my relationship, how it's gone to the next level, like blown my mind incredible because I date myself because I'm unwavering with the attention and the attention and intention that I give myself. Because when I do that for myself, that only makes my relationship stronger. So that's my hot tip. And I'm just, I just love being in this container with you on this podcast and just like talking to you in this way. And if you're enjoying it, we are doing a little contest for the podcast launch, which we're so excited about. And that is, If you leave a review on the podcast, say something kind about what you're learning, about being here, about this long-form content, then leave a review. The best review that I will announce on Instagram for the launch, that winner that leaves a review will get a one-on-one coaching session with me. With me. I'm so excited. So tag me, share it, and let me know because I want you to win and I want all of us to win. So I'm so excited. This has been so fun. And we're just going to dive deeper into relationships. And I just love you so, so much. All right. I believe in you. Be gentle. Mwah.